is the way. I can bring him in warm, or I can bring him in cold. I thought we had a thing going on, back and forth, this is the way. Oh, that's my line. No. <laughs> Dang it, Jake. <laughs> what are you doing? Every time. You mess this up every right, time. let's try this again. All right. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. No, this is the way. No, this is the way. No, this is the way. We go this way. That's my line. <laughs> oh, God, that was horrible. All right. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Don't Involve Me. This is the review of Chapter 17 and Chapter 18, or Season 3, Episode 1 and Episode 2. I completely forgot the titles of both of those. That's episodes. okay. No one actually pays attention to the titles too much. I feel like it's on the tip of my head. Wait. Oh, wait. No, are you guys it. do people pay attention? I don't think. I don't really pay attention. I just know this is Season 3, Episode 1, Season 3, Episode 2. Chapter 17, Chapter 18. Yeah. I mean, Coming up next. That. I didn't remember that. I just... What? Cue the music. Oh, cue the music. <laughs> Alright, we back, baby. We back. Welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash Ketchum Pikachu. We don't evolve, we just level up. Welcome, Donald. Back for Mandalorian. It is a me, a Mario. One more time, back in action. Yeah, yeah, you're really prepping for this Mario movie. Yep, still prepping for this Mario movie. Got the Bowser socks on, everything. Did you you celebrate Mario Day? Did I celebrate Mario Day? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody actually celebrate Mario Day? I mean, I kind of did. No one's like, yeah, guys, gonna go eat some shrooms. I didn't, yeah, I I, I wore some Mario socks for like a second when I went outside. Yeah. No shrooms for me on that day, though. I seen no it. No shrooms. You didn't power some, up. Some days I wanted to level up, but yeah, well, I try for those dangerous mushrooms. I'm not allowed to use mushrooms because I can't evolve here. That that's the rules. So I was yeah. like, well, yeah, I guess I. <laughs> that is fair. All right, welcome back, though. It's been a, it's been a spell. It has. Jake was stuck in prison for a while. I don't know if you guys knew that. Well, <laughs> I mean, hospital, prison. I mean, I guess I could have left. The same thing. Could have left. Wouldn't have helped me at all, but I could have could left. Would it would have hurt? Probably to leave. It would have hurt a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm finally back. We're finally able to review episodes one and two. I've been watching them. I've been, try- been trying to get people in the hospital, but all my guests have greatly declined, saying get back and healthy. Yep. You were that, one of them. I mean, that's 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 what we want, right? Healthy Jake. Not unhealthy Jake. Oh, that would have been kind of fun to have a hospital pod. It was, I was waiting for it. I had the microphone all ready to go. How weird would that be for your nurses? I'd purposely <laughs> ring the bell just to bring the nurse in. <laughs> hey, uh... Do you have any comments about The Mandalorian? Did you watch yeah. it yet? It's even though it's on a Wednesday. <laughs> Jake and I, we need... <laughs> we need some water, please. <laughs> yeah. I think, you think you wanted a donut, too? Can we get some coffee? <laughs> oh, in the middle. Can't have like, coffee! Hey, we need you some... Uh, we need some uh, Some of your blood in the middle of us. Uh, that's all right. We'll just talk while you're... What work. are your thoughts on The Mandalorian? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. Haven't seen it all... New nurse, <laughs> new room. <laughs> that would have been great. Why didn't we think of that until now? Why did I think of that till now? Your health was important. It was. <laughs> That's honest, what it was. There was a couple days where we, I planned on it uh, with uh, Michael Schumer. We were going to do a remote one, and I got so many like just medical news that day that I was just done. Like by the time like it came to where we were supposed to do the pod, I was like, I can't do it. Actually, he declined. 
It's like, I feel like you're not ready for this. I'm like, I am not. I was also like, high on painkillers pain the entire time, so it would have been, been an episode. Oh, that would have been a killer start to the episode. We could have <laughs> did it. We could have did the Pokemon theme Hi, song. I'm Jake. I'm high right now. I want to be the very best. Go, oh, go, yeah. Power Rangers. <laughs> I just heard that theme song yeah, for the first was, time in my life. Just, it was quite a... It was a... The hospital experience was quite a... Quite a big experience. Watched a lot of Andor. Finally watched it. Hashtag Jake watch Andor. Hashtag. He had to wait till he was dead before he watched it, but yep, he watched it. And all the time in the world, I had to do something. So I watched Andor. Yeah. Watched uh, Star Wars Bad Batch, so I'm all caught up on that, too. It's about time. I'm proud of him. We should all be proud of him. All right, before we get into that, though, because I want to talk about that a little bit in Fresh Takes. Oh, yeah. Fresh Takes? Fresh Takes? All right, first. Get your Fresh I, Takes. I'm not wearing any socks, so... Show me your socks. Yeah, I can't believe this guy. We had a rule when we first started. He's like, got a new thing. It's like your socks. What are you wearing today? And he didn't. He didn't. I changed it a little bit to what's your wears. This guy goes bare feet all the time in his house. Isn't that disgusting? How do people go bare feet? Anyway, side note, I think that's crazy. I love socks. Henceforth, my Bowser socks are on. They're super cool. They're orange. They say Bowser on it. Second time wearing Mario socks. You're prepping for this movie. Yeah, I am prepping for this movie, man. It, it's it, the animation style. It's the art it in looks, it. It looks, looks so good. so exciting. Plus you the can't... Mario Kart reference. Oh, and the Donkey Kong reference, and the Super Smash Bros. reference, and the fact that it's a 2D brawler like training montage. Yeah, all of that. I'm excited for. Yeah, everything looks good about that movie. It does. It, if it doesn't like hit like a four on this scale, I'm I will be, be sad. I'd be disappointed. But I will be going anyway. So I think I'll, I'll be I'll okay be with the three. I think I'd like, be okay with the three. I think like initially I'd be upset, but I'd be like, you know, it's enjoyable. It's fun. I think it's going to be a fun, enjoyable movie with some little funny story plot. And I, it sounds like a good. It just sounds like a good time. It looks like a good time. It's like the Minions. Whenever you see those little yellow people come across the screen looking like bananas, you're like, I, I, you feel good about yourself. That's very fair. All right, so I don't have any socks because I learned that I actually I hate wearing socks. So every time yeah, I do yeah, the socks, I'm like, I He's take it off anyway in the middle of the podcast anyway. I'm also the weirdo that'll wear them, you know, sex in the bed. Like, people are like, don't wear your socks. I love socks. <laughs> socks are great. You know, you just realized you said you wear sex in the bed, and I was very confused. Sex in the bed, same thing. Socks. <laughs> socks having sex. Sex in the bed, same thing. Just saying. Little socks details are I just don't want to know. If I don't think our viewers a, don't want to know. If you can get a new pair of socks every day, that'd be the dream. Big dream. Walk, wake nice. up, a new pair of socks, put them on. The soft, right. cozy, fuzzy curlies that touch your cold foot that warm it up in such so a light, cloudy So I have a, a subsegment of this. Uh, what's your wares? Show me your wares. So I don't have any uh, socks Wait, on, but show me your wares. What you wearing? Oh, <laughs> mine's better than yours. Banger. Yeah. That's right. Uh, you guys Deadpool, can't see it. Deadpool. Deadpool. Beat it. See, I got uh, like four different symbols mashed together for DC. I'm still kicking this DC thing. Yeah, he's recorded got... the Shazam preview yesterday. There's only one cool one on there, but you know. Whatever. And then on the table, we got three pops. We got Grogu, of course. He's a must when it comes to the Mandalorian. On top of Lando, and Donald then, Glover, um... Lando. Which you know, I'm a big Donald Glover fan, so I had to get. Him. Oh yeah, I, uh, yeah. And then you chose Bulbasaur because he looks like Yoda in a way. That's, that's fair. That's very yeah. fair. See, I wanted to do the segment where, uh, where like every it's episode, the Pokemon I saw to Yoda. Every episode, I pick like a main character and I make their Pokemon team for it. And Bulbasaur is very underrated. Everybody hates Bulbasaur. It is very Sapphire loves Bulbasaur. Oh my gosh, we got another Bulbasaur lover. Yeah, I just restarted playing Red. I forget that, but we for should red? Wait for that. Yeah, Fire Red or Red Red? Just regular old fashioned on a Game Boy. Nineteen ninety-eight Red. Dang, you have the patience for that. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do an emulator with like two at least like. 
two to five times speed. I forget what it is. Like, I have to go fast. It's so slow. All right, moving on. What are you nerding on to lately? Well, that was the perfect rolling segment. Pokemon Red. I caught my first legit Mew. Yeah? It was fantastic. Wait, how'd you catch a Mew? How'd you catch a Mew? Oh, do you not know the glitch? <laughs> Peasants! <laughs> Wait, the glitch actually works? I thought it was just a myth. What, what glitch are you talking about? The underneath the truck mid? That's a glitch? false myth. That doesn't How'd work. How'd you catch it? It's garbage. You gotta use the Abra, Abra one. The teleport. On Nugget Bridge. That's how you catch a Mew. Huh. And it works! I was shocked myself, because... It's been 30 years. I'm gonna need, I didn't gonna, think it was possible. I'm going to need some uh, proof. I don't know if I believe you. I, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it over. I, did, I, was, I, I, I need you to take a picture of it. I need you to put it on the social media page, which we have now. It, it blew my freaking mind that it worked. It, I, I, I'm I, calling I, you out. I'm going to make... 30 years old and didn't know it as a kid, as, a, as an adult. I, I can get all 151 Pokemon. Trade it with the N64 and the Vectron right. 5. You, you, po- you posted on the account. I was excited. You posted on uh, the Facebook account. Boom. The other thing that we got to give Jake crap about... He's never seen the show Chuck. Oh, yeah. This motherfucker. Never seen it. Heard of it. At least I know what it Heard is. Heard of it. Never seen it. Zachary Levi's Don't worry. guys. my first time watching it, too. And it's funny. Yeah, Zachary Levi's in it. It's, it's not too bad. Your, you just watched it? Yeah, I just watched it. Oh, give me crap for him. Yeah, but I'm younger than you, so. <laughs> okay. Counts. Okay. So that's what you're nerdy on, Chuck? Chuck? Chuck and Pokemon Red. Yep. Nice. Well, I already And I chose Bulbasaur. Actually, Grass type is usually a, not a bad choice. Because there's always good fire types, and that's a Sinnoh. And there's usually pretty good water types just because water is all over the place. Yeah, water's everywhere. Where grass is just. Eh, usually, grass type's not a bad. Plus, option. you've seen that Pokemon movie? Bubbles are so ador- adorable. He's so adorable. Dude, he's like probably one of the better. Uh, out of the three characters in the anime, Bulbasaur might be the best one. In the anime? Oh, yeah. No, Squirtle. Hey, Squirtle? Hands down, Squirtle Squad. I, I mean, I love Squirtle. You know Squirtle, I love Squirtle. Squad. Squirtle, Squirtle Squad great. But Charizard is got to be up there. He's one of his best. Oh, yeah. Ones. I mean, all three all three stars. And, and Bulbasaur is just, he's, he's just a character. This is my first time choosing Bulbasaur ever. Because I was like, he's, he's never used. I got to choose Bulbasaur. And he's kind of cute and adorable. So I was like, I'm going with it. All right. Other things I'm doing I, I kind of regret it, though. I got knocked out by a Pidgey in the first freaking battle. <laughs> with the Bulbasaur. Oh, God. <laughs> And it won't let me escape. I was like, what the heck is this game? It's the Pidgey's level 5 and I can't even run away. And it would kick my bubble sword's ass. <laughs> All right. It was great. <laughs> Moving on. Then they caught me when I was ripping the shit out of everybody. I just played my first Fortnite uh, playthrough this morning. Like by myself, my own account. You ever play Fortnite? No? What are we, 12? Sometimes. Go home. <laughs> I am home. Podcast over. <laughs> well, I got eight out of 100. Nothing to break about. I didn't know what I was doing. I just like kind of stayed low until I made it to the top 10. Then got bold, killed one, died. Yeah. That... Got two kills. He's 12. I'm Guys, 12. don't worry about it. <laughs> a 12-year-old would kick my ass, honestly. I probably, probably, I probably, probably some, to a 12-year-old. Some 10-year-old came out there and... Or 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 some mess with kids. Or some sweaty kid. All right. Uh, Last of Us just ended too. Season finale. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was. You watched it? You caught up? Nope. (laughs) You're great. Things about it. I'm on it. I gotta finish. I I have a review, but I'm I'm gonna save it. Uh, I have a rating for it, but I'm gonna save it for uh, tomorrow when I do the recording for the last. See, I'm trying to like fan out my Pedro Pascal so I get him for as long as possible. 
<laughs> Man, I probably sound so gay on this podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> like, that guy's like, yeah. And another thing, I'm, uh, we just restarted uh, season seven for Game of Thrones. Stopping after season seven? You shutting it off? Oh, no. Well, Are you going to go season eight, one, Severus, two, three? Like, I think uh, she was she watched up to season six, and then so we rewatched all of it, and now she's watching season seven for the first time. And then season eight after episode three. Everything off. definitely like, comes to uh, close. I'm still a couple episodes in. So the last ten minutes of season eight episode three. All right. Some quick news. I have one thing I want. One thing your reaction on. You mean the news to me? No, it's a news quickie. Done news even. quickie. All right. John Rathal, the Ooh. Punisher. Oh, He's coming back. Yeah, for Daredevil. Yeah, interesting. I have no idea what the storyline is going to be, but I'm in. Good question. Yeah, I mean, it's Daredevil. I'm in. Yeah. It's Daredevil. Maybe in the universe, you've seen him in a couple movies, or I mean, not movies. I guess you know, in Spider Man, you've seen him in She Hulk. I'm happy they're not recasting him because I thought he yeah, was you, pretty you, good. Yeah, you're bringing this character back from the Netflix series in, I'm, so that, that's exciting. And I'm really curious to... how the MCU's Punisher is going to be. Yeah, I know. Like between Kingpin and Daredevil's uh, appearance so far, I'm kind of like, <clears throat> how I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. How how deep and dark are they going to go? Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know, but it's exciting though. So like gritty as Netflix, it's very comic booky, but I'm like. I'm kind of okay with it. I'm okay with it. Depends what they do with it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about this. Show. I'm still excited for it. You cannot not not be excited for Charlie Cox. All right. Well, let's get into some fresh takes. Fresh takes. Fresh takes. Fresh cakes. Fresh takes. And fresh takes. Andor. Andor. He finally did it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's great. I have so many. Okay, so first, it took me forever to get into it. I did watch the first four episodes. We talked. So when I rewatched it, I was like, "Oh wait, I'm pretty sure." Actually, I'm pretty sure I watched the first three episodes three times. It depends what you look at when you get it. It, it takes a very interesting start. It's a slow burn uh, of a show. Yeah, it, like it's one of those shows where it's like it doesn't feel like Star Wars. If you just feel like if you just called it Andor, and we had no idea what it was like referencing to, it's still amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Which, even more amazing that it does reference other things though. Yeah, yeah just like a little bit, like they, like, oh, Emperor Palpatine, how would he feel about this? It's like, oh, he does make an appearance a little bit at the end, doesn't he? Yeah, it's a very slow burn show, which I really kind of like too. Like, its build is so great. The last it's scene, such a good build with um, I don't want to spoil it that much. It's just the last scene where like the character arc makes a full turn with um Cassian. Yep. With um Lupin, right? Yeah, that last scene, I'm like, it just hit, and I'm like. Yeah, that's a five. This is a five. The show. character arc for everybody, kind of in that one too. It's more than that. And the prison scene, you can go that oh, for a couple of episodes to kind of divulge what that was like. Uh, it was just a good show overall. I think I thought it was just a great way to just look at like how, um, like fascism and like how the how the empire basically just oppresses people into the point of like them breaking. Yep. And then I like the main character bar called Cassian Endor. Essentially, is like how he joined the rebellion like the whole show is about how he joined the rebellion but it's such a slow meticulous burn and like you see it from point a to point b yeah i mean you still see him at the end though he's still kind of not i mean he's with the rebellion but he's not really he's he's, you get to see an arc of kind of an outside scope of the rebellion as well inside of andor yeah it's kind of cool to see it that way Join up, help him out. I will say, still kind of in it for watching Star Wars Andor and then watching Mandalorian and Bad Batch. So weird. It's so different because it's like those shows. 
Because Star Wars is basically like made for the casual audience. It's made to be simple. It's made for basic understanding good versus evil, right? You have the light side and the dark yep. side. You have the Jedi, you have the Sith. Andor is like this very gray, uh, blurry, blurry middling of the lines where you have like this rebellion being caused or being started, but they're not doing the greatest things. They're hurting Yeah, people they're still the hurting people. But they talk about how it's necessary, how it's it's a must, and they the show does such a fascinating job just showing why it's a must. Why yeah, in order to get to why they're doing all the sacrificial things to even get to this point, or the they Empire have to do for yep. where like he hasn't seen his daughter in what six years, and he's trying to back out, and he's like, "There is no backing out. We need you." Yep. Like, and the guy's like, "What <laughs> are you doing?" He's like, "I don't have a soul after this. Like, I have. I'm damned." Like, I have mad to make so many decisions. How to see so many people suffer. Like, that is my burden that I have to take. Yep, I do love that part. There's so much about Andor that's to love about that. Each character also has their own separate oh, build in it, which they do a really good this job of. screenplay is just amazing. It's just like... this. Who wrote sh- that, anyway? Uh, John Favreau. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not John Favreau. The Dreams, right? Uh, it was Tony... I forget his last name. I don't have it, I don't have it pulled up. I don't know. Who cares? It was good. It was. Oh, good. I care because this guy. This guy also care, wrote but... uh, Rogue One, and uh, he's. I think this is his first time doing. This is the first Star Wars project that he helmed on his own, but he did the screenplay. Yep. I know his first name's Tony. I forget his last name. I think it starts with an L. But major props to him because he freaking amazing. Uh, I just heard this news. They're only doing one more season. One more Randor, which kind of makes sense. You kind of know what happens afterwards. Yeah, there's already that end point. You got to. You got to get a little. That Just guy, close that up guy needs sense. to make more Star Wars because this is like the first highbrow elite like level. Like this is the best Star Wars has ever been from a storytelling perspective. Oh yeah, I say from all these stories coming together from from the Mando to Andor, they're all so good. I don't know if I was going to say like it's the best project in like terms of like Star Wars, but in terms of like actual quality writing, it's the best project. Yeah, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. I, like, I Impact, can myself put Empire Strikes Back as, like, the number one thing. I think Mandalorian is, like, higher than Andor, like, when it terms of overall cultural impact. But Andor, when it comes to just, like, what's the best quality... Product they put out? Yeah, Andor. Yeah, Andor, yeah. Andor is a great quality. I mean, yeah, the quality they put inside there and the details they put inside of Andor is great. And and just the story they built, the writing they did with it, it wasn't mm-hmm. like they laid out on the table. There was some, like, question you're trying to figure it out, too. What is the right thing to do? I mean, it gets a lot of moral compass dividing lines, which which is great to see inside of a show because world's like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the next fresh take. So I want to talk about Bad Batch just a little bit. I know I don't think you've watched it. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. No. Have you watched Clone Wars or Rebels? Are you caught mm. up on those? I've seen a few. Seen a few. I mean, Clone Wars. I feel like you can skip a bunch because there's a lot of filler episodes. They're not absolutely, but this is a direct sequel to. Um, Clone Wars and a little bit of prequel to Rebels. What's really interesting about this show, so if you guys have never, haven't watched this show, it just puts a lot of, um, it puts in a new perspective of like the beginning of an empire. What the empire looks like at the very beginning and what they do with the clone troopers afterwards. So it's a really yep. unique look on that. And season two so far has just been like looking at what happens to Captain Rex, what happens to this uh, particular brand of soldiers called the Bad Batch. Uh, how does the Empire look now that they're now the Empire instead of the Republic? They still have a little bit of the Republic. They still use stormtroopers, but in the in the I'm trying to think the original the original trilogy, 
Like, they are no longer using clone troopers. They're using, like, recruits. So how does that transition? How does uh, Kamido, what happens to that? So there's a lot of those, those questions that are being answered. So it's, it's such a, it's a very interesting show. I wouldn't say of all the three, four shows, it's not, like, the best one when it comes to the animated projects. But it's definitely one of those, it gives you a new perspective on Star Wars. That cartoon's tough sometimes. It is. There's a lot of episodes, a lot of it's filler. And this is Avatar last year, better. Then I'm in. Oh, that's, that's one of the best yeah, I need a ooh. I need like a state of review for that. I know you'd be in for it. All right, let's move on to fresh takes again. Another one. <gasps> What's this one? We're getting into Mandalorian finally. Yay! Oh yeah, this is the best one. I don't twenty minutes in. guys. Twenty minutes in the Mandalorian. We're supposed to be talking about this entire episode. Yeah, I have to change the format. We nailed it. That's pretty normal. All right, let's do. Mandalorian season three episode one, otherwise known as Chapter Seventeen, the Apostate. I got the name down. He got it. I we got it. it for you. We got all the information. We got all the in-depth knowledge and, and creed and decrees. That this episode this. is directed by Rick. I don't know how to say his last name. Rick Famuyiwa. Rick R- F. <laughs> there it is. Written by John Favreau. My uh, man. Of course. So I have a bunch of things written down. So do you want me to start? Or do you want to start with this episode? Let's have you start since you wrote everything down. Everything got to go. I just wrote. Okay, so as I was watching this episode for the first time, I just wrote down everything I thought was. I got one. I'll start. All right, you start. So, how long do you think it was been since the timetable? Did you did did you know? Did you read up on that? Oh, I read up afterwards because it's kind of confusing. Afterwards, mother. Am I supposed to read them before? Yeah. Did they they answer that question? John Favreau answered it. Do you want to reveal the audience? I was going to mention this a little. Twenty years. Not twenty years. Yeah. Two years. 22 old. Which makes sense now if you think about it. Between uh, the season 2 and, and season 3? Yeah. It hasn't been 20 years. It's been 2. 22. I'll pull it up for you. It's been it 2. Been it's no way it's been 20. Mandalorian's been... He'd literally just be on a cradle. Like, you'd be like a walking stick. Mandalorian's lived to 150. Come on. Everyone knows this. 3. It's been 2 years, John Favreau. It's been two years. Two to three years, actually. Alright, after a brief break, we looked at it. It's been two years. Two years. Two years uh, break. So let's get let's get into the episode of uh, the apostate, chapter seventeen. So we start out with this so I really thought this was like a flashback. Yeah, when scene. it first starts off and everything's going on. Yeah. yeah, so like we see the armor coming out with the little youngling and they're all doing the ritual. I really thought that... You're like, it, this is Din. It looked like a young Din Djarin. Yep. And I think that was purposeful. And I kind of like that writing. So it's like it works as a flashback, but it's also a continuation of the story. It shows the important part. Like this is what it would have been like if Din was taking the creed. It was really interesting too because right before he promised to put his helmet on or said like, you know the line to accept yeah the creed of never taking off the helmet that's when din pops in he pops in a little bit afterwards well yeah but you don't get to see this that the kid be like yeah or like i will never take off my helmet or my, my first thought with the kids though was like man i would have i would have shaved my head bald because he had a long lock of hair i'm like that's got to be uncomfortable I mean, you're still gonna take the head off. Just no one else alive can see you, so it's not like you can't shave I feel like your it was head. Such a miserable experience. 
I hear those helmets are awful to wear. <laughs> you can't see shit in them. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> They've got electronics and computerized systems in them. They look cool. And they're cool. Hey, man, even Iron Man takes off his helmet. But yeah, yeah, the, no, the scene, though. <laughs> Get back that so we're not so distracted. All right, so the alligator shows up. I don't know, or the alligator tortoise, which I thought was a really cool design. But he kind of just shows up. It seems very random. Randomly in the middle of the small pond. Yeah, he just shows up. I'm like, did they not know that he was there? Like, how did you not know that something that big was underneath you? Right. It was just, like, popped up out of nowhere. I thought it was very unnecessary at the time, but, like, it did look cool. I thought, like, I think their whole purpose was, like, they probably did this scene initially, and then they realized, oh, we need a little bit more action. Let's just throw in, uh, who has has a cool monster design? Alligator tortoise. Alligator tortoise. You're up. Yeah, exactly. It looked cool. It does. It did look cool. I will say... Uh, and we got we, to see the ship for a quick second. So. Um, the first thing I noticed, though, the di- the dialogue was very, very on the nose. Especially coming after it with Andor, very smart dialogue. And then in this scene, you know, like, the alligator eats... Uh, the alligator tortoise eats, like, a mando, and they're like, let's get the children that's on. It's dangerous. Like, yeah, no, no shit. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. <laughs> It's like... <laughs> the funny thing is, though, is, like, John Favreau, he's the one who, like, written the... He's the one who written the script. And he's the one who delivered that line. So I'm like, maybe maybe the fact is that John Favreau's like, he's a good actor, but he's not a great actor. Yep. So I'm like, eh, maybe if a better actor would have handled that line, it would have felt so wooden. But was, yep. There were some lines in there. I'm like, uh, this is kind of uh, wooden. There wasn't a lot of intensity, you know? Like, some guy just got his, uh, he just got eaten. And everyone's like, all right, let's just uh, try to kill this thing. And then pops out of nowhere. Didn't Jarn, the Mandalorian? Yep. Showing off his cool new ship. One shot the beast. He Woo. did. I, I told you they were going to show it off right away, and it showed it off. Yeah, they showed it off like right away. I was expecting you know, a little bit. And they also did a little space fight. We'll get to that soon. But Oh, we'll get to it. So I really like the this scene between the armor and Mando because they weren't really happy to see him. It didn't seem like it. It's hard to tell with the helmet's on. But yeah, I think, they kind of seemed like questioning why he returned. Yeah, and you're no longer a Mandalorian. Like, what are you doing here? I do really like the scene back and forth between um, him and the armor. Emily Swallow plays the armor i got that in yep remember the actress's name so what i really liked about the scene was they're going back and forth and she's just like there's not a way for you to redeem yourself yeah he talks about glass and poison we talk about um forgiveness mando's mentioning like hey we're about our creeds about forgiveness and redemption and she's like there is no way to do it and then he mentions well what if there is a way talks about his plan to go to mandalore and go into this check out to make sure it's not poisonous and see if the mines are so active. And I really, really like this because I thought the acting was just really well done. There was that high pad, that high pitch. This is the way. Yeah. Kind of like the acceptance. Like if you can do this and like, I couldn't, you couldn't see her smiling, but like, it felt like she was smiling underneath. Like, Oh, I'm proud you, of this You could guy. feel her emotion. Like he's going to, he's going to go for it. That's the cool. more power to him. You can do that. Cause I really thought she was going to be an antagonist possibly. And she still might be still an antagonist, be. but I get the sense that that might not be the case. This, at least not this season. At least not until the end, yeah. if it is. Maybe the end, or someone else comes up, or whatever. But yeah, you didn't get that feeling that she was being villainous towards it. She was still trying to help him. Yeah. Get to where he needed. Like to be. it's more of a you're not a Mandalorian because of our creed, not because I don't like believe in you. Yep. So I I did uh, I think I tagged you a little bit in like their interview. The actors kind of talked about it. Emily Swallow talked about um, 
they're seen back and forth and it sounds like she sees the way she explains her character is that she her character believes that Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, there's something special about him. Like he has the dark yeah. saber, he has a leader. There's something about him that he, even though she doesn't quite necessarily believe that Mandalore is not poisoned, she believes in him. In him, yeah. As so, a person or as whatever he is supposed to be. Like there's some special power about him. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that same thing. And like that whole scene portrays that, which I thought yeah. was just really, really cool. So I wanted to highlight that a little bit. All right, so moving on. They go into hyperspace, um, and as they're in hyperspace, there's this really cool Easter egg. For those who don't know, There is uh, we see an outline of what looks like to be a space whale, and they're called mm-hmm. the Purgles. And for those who haven't watched Star Wars Rebel, this is a huge is... Easter egg for Ezra, uh, Ezra Miller. We're seeing it. Jake's prediction. Is it going to come true? Here it is. Grad Admiral Thrawn and Ezra. Last scene. We're going through hyper, uh, hyperspace with the help of Purgles because they can enter hyperspace. And so we see the little reference. So the question is, does, does Admiral Thawne or Ezra show up at the end of the season three? Yeah. Is it a foreshadow? I mean, Sabine Wren is supposed to show up this season, who's a huge Rebels character, huge Mandalore Rebels character, was once the wielder of a Darksaber who gave it to Bo-Katan. Yep. So she is supposed to be showing up. And now we have an Ezra reference. And also, I just want to point too, because like um, Grogu was like, I want to say Baby Yoda in that sense, but Grogu he got scared, so he went underneath and like cut off the Mandalorian. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So then we go to Navarro, and we see like the first thing we hear is a robot talking to the Welcome to Navarro. We see it's more of like a more prestigious place, and then they walk among Navarro, and we see this what went from like a really small town of like. Scum and villainy yep. is now like a metropolis, prospering, yeah, planet. And like I remember, just like we were watching, like Din and Grogu just kind of look around, like and it was this liberated. Is, and this is where like the dialogue again, it's just on the nose because like my first thought was, man, this place changed a lot. This place has this place has changed a lot. Like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you for telling me how I feel. Yep. <laughs> Wait, just nail it. Does some explaining, but I think too. I think it's like just talking to Grogu, like he's a kid too. Like you got to tell him the difference of places they go everywhere they, around the they globe. They do that. They've been doing that a lot. Which so I was trying to like point out, like you're teaching your kid, right? Yeah. That's what I get. The they they do too. that a lot, and they use they use that like that conversation he has as the explainer. Ex- yeah. Yeah. Exposition. Exposition. Exposition explaining. Yep. Which. Kind of fits to the character, though, in a way. It's, all, so, it's I don't mind so it. on the nose. But, like, we argue this, too. Like, is it necessary for a casual audience? Yeah. And tough. I feel like it kind of is. Kind of is. Yeah. I agree. It can't be quite for casual. It can't be quite smart. You know, you're having more of the general audience. Sometimes they need it spilled out. So I don't hate it. Like, it's kind of necessary. Jan Favre- John Favreau is really good at writing for casual audiences, so he's nailing it in that part. There is a lot of show instead of tell, but sometimes it's a little heavy on hand. A little heavy, I agree. So the first thing we see is a statue of IB-11, and my first thought was... No krill. No krill. No krill! Just fuck that guy. (laughs) Uh, Me and Donald had this conversation before. Krill deserves a statue. He absolutely yeah. He should have been right next to him. What the hell? Absolutely deserves a statue. But from uh, Grief Karga's perspective, IG's eleven who saved him, not Krill. He doesn't really. I don't even know if he knows who Krill is. Bob Mando. I wish they would have mentioned or Mando would have mentioned like 
Where's Krill? Yeah, or something. <laughs> that would have been lines. a tight line because I was thinking that. What the hell? <laughs> but I do like that. It does seem like Fudge. Mando is over droids, at least a little bit. He's over, I think, a little bit of droids. It's hard to tell because he doesn't trust any droid. Any droid, really. But but he's to the point where he's, he's not, very adamant about being destroyed. He's no not. What. He's not no droids. He's just like I only trust what? this droid with Grogu. We'll get into that. Yeah, I mean, you trust him a lot more than he did in the first. So he wants he wants uh, he wants IB Eleven to go uh, scour Mandalore with him. Obviously, he's blown up. Not possible. Um, and then Grief Cargo shows up. Magistrate. It's high magistrate. Yeah. I just think it's really interesting. That this this guy is high on life and his power. A little, little bit. bit, but he's still like a, not in a bad highway of power. But he likes to be. He's full of himself. He's, a he's got those droids carrying his cape. Yeah, he's he's little he's little he's a little testy. He loves his droids. Yeah, there's testy. droids all over the place in Navarro. Droid entering, droids in his cape, droid as a servants. There's literally a statue of a droid. He really likes his droids. Yeah, he does. I I wonder if they were if they're gonna go deeper into that or if they're just gonna. I I think it's a good way to show like kind of how high Majesty is and how he is in that metropolis city. Mm-hmm. I mean, he built like a great city from nothing, so. He's yeah. literally royalty to that entire planet. Almost bit. too much. I had but. <laughs> I had wrote this down. We we get this answered. So I did have this right written down, written down. Because I was like, is this a comparison between Navarro being like run by Empire remnants, or is this like a difference between New Republic? And we get the answer that it's independent, straight. It's all yeah. Him. So, I mean, like, maybe he deserves to be high on himself because he's the leader. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And now it they're, makes prospering, sense. they're prospering. They're prospering. They're prospering all on. Without yeah, the help creating of. Creating something else from nothing, really. Built it from nothing. So we kind of, like, I get it. So, and then we had the question of how much. I had the question of how much time has passed. It's been two years. John Favreau was answered. It's not answered in the show at all. Yep. Um, I wish they would have answered a little bit because I feel like it's a little jarring if, like, you don't pay attention to outside. Like, how long has it been? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you would have to, yeah, you would have to get the answer. So it's, it's, I think the fans are questioning maybe he's probably another way to mention that, it. like, there has been two years and Grogu has been training with Luke for two years. Grogu has some, some new powers. Yeah, he's pretty pretty masterful Jedi skills. He's jumping around, flop. He doesn't pass out every time he uses the Force. He's uh stealing candy from the candy pen. Just yep, <laughs> he's, he's doing little kid things you'd imagine a kid to do right? I'm like oh it's so cool to see like he's still pretty good with the force it's been a few years he's learned he's, he's learning quite a bit he's still learning yeah well, well when we talk to uh, episode two we'll talk a little bit more about his uh his force powers i just want to mention it because i'm like oh because i noticed it. i'm like oh he's still cute as a button <laughs> didn't miss a beat there no yeah it's not so um grief cargo offers him a home yeah see this is huge yeah because he's, offered, me. A, he's offered an out because we mentioned this he's before, offering too. to be a protector of the entire, you know, the protector of Navarro. He doesn't have to be a Mandalorian. He has an out. He has a. a he op- can live his family life. Honestly, a better option. Yep. Why chase this dream of being the Mandalorian when hey, you could not wear your helmet. You can be with Grogu. You can be this important. You figure. can be a family. You can be rich among your dreams. You can do all these things, but he turned it down. He has a sense of duty. He turned it down to follow his code and creed. He wants to be forgiven, and he also wants to join the fight to restore Mandalore. Yep. Which we'll talk about because we mentioned it. But I just it's a huge point to look back to. He had this out, and he didn't take yeah, it. Yeah, he had an opportunity. Instead, he chose to he follow the creed. bound by duty. Yeah. Which is to follow his creed, his oath. 
So we'll get back to it because I think this is going to be important as we continue on throughout the season because I think it's going to be a huge storyline. Then we get interrupted. Pirates. Yeah, who are these schmucks? And then my first thought was Hondo. If you've watched Clone Wars and Star Wars, this is this huge character, this huge pirate. He's kind of like a goofball. He's very, he will betray anyone for more money. If someone offers money to betray you, he's doing it. But he's also like such a goofball, lovable character. You're kind of like, yeah, I don't trust him, but it's Hondo. He's, I mean, he's self-serving. <laughs> but <laughs> just dude. He's just, he's just trying to help himself. My first thought was um, Captain Jack Sparrow. kind of like it. I think that's a little bit of inspiration there. Yeah. Um, in the Clone Wars, he's... With Anakin, he mixes up with yeah. Obi-Wan and Rebels. He is Him and Ezra have a huge connection. So this is, the, this is where the Ezra connection comes in. Potentially. but Hondo high on it. He always has been. Hondo doesn't show up, but his species shows up, and pirates yep. show up. And I thought this really scene with the pirates was really cool and interesting because we haven't seen pirates yet in this yeah. show. And I really just like the fact that they come in and like, hey, we want a drink. No, it's a school now. Who else? We want a drink. Yeah, I'm a pirate. I do what I want. I do really like the scene though because it's kind of like that whole they're like that Western showdown. Uh, yeah, Sapphire didn't quite like it. She's like, "Oh, this is exactly how Western showdowns happen." But I'm like, "No, I was expecting everyone to just laugh it off at the end, and it didn't happen that way." Yeah, I didn't know all of them were gonna get shot. Just boom, 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 boom. Yep. And only way to happen. They let them live. Yeah, they let them walk away. Which After that. it's huge. We'll see. We'll talk about it in a little bit. And then you get to Mando on a ship. Um, oh, we didn't. We forgot the IG-11 trying to repair him. Didn't yep. work out very well. Babu Frank, baby. Krogu's trying to. I thought Krogu was trying to eat him at first. Bad baby. Bad yeah. baby. <laughs> that was like the cutest scene in all. I'm like, Krogu, what is it I said they kept the cuteness and he gives him a big old hug like he wants to keep him. Like, oh. It's like a little pet. He found something smaller than him that he doesn't want to eat. Yeah, I it's thought Babu that was cute. I thought it was big, though, because he's trying to find... Basically, he's not unrepairable. He just has to find this part. Yeah. So my first thought was IG-11 side quest. Do you remember the first thing in the preview that I mentioned to you? The rumor that I read that Grogu was going to use IG-11 as like a um, mech suit? Well, we saw that in the little preview picture capture that he was in a mech suit. Yeah. The trailer. He was in an IG-11. So it's like, hmm. Mech. So you know he gets the part eventually. You guys get the part. So I'm like, this is actually going to be a thing. Or someone gets the part. We don't know about that. So, yeah. IG-11 uh, side quest. Coming soon. We'll see where that... I thought that was going to be the next episode. Okay. Uh, before we get into the pirates, um, Cara Dune, they talk about her. She is essentially just written off the show. She's now part of Special Forces. Yep. Which I think is the original plan because she was going to be part of the this uh, like the New Republic TV show. So I think they just followed course. They didn't kill her off, though. Yeah, they didn't kill her. So she could potentially be back. You don't know. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But they wrote probably her to not. go to the. Republic I also want to apologize to you because she's I like actually like read what she's talked about and it's not great. I don't know how they're gonna let her back. Yeah, they're not gonna let her back. I, I, I'm in the whole. I don't agree with the whole cancel thing, but it it's one of those unless she like takes ownership of like what happened. I don't. It's not going to happen. Nah, they're not doing it. It's Disney. <laughs> not true. They didn't take Johnny Depp back either. So <laughs> they also mentioned that Gideon's off to the War Tribune. He's supposed to come back or War Tribunal. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. I say we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Going over predictions there, but yes. 
So. Mando is, takes off. Mando takes off. They're in the ship. We get an action scene. Before we that, get before sh- that, Mando's teaching Grogu, which is huge. I was like, Mando's teaching Grogu. We're getting like an actual Grogu teaching scene. He's like actually a character in the show now. He's not just a plot yep. device. Yeah. And like, there's a little exposition here, but I'm like, I like it. I'm a little like, exposition, but it's exposition to try to teach your child like you would teach any child, right? Especially after watching Last of Us. I'm like, you watch Joel teaching Ellie a little bit. And I'm like, yep. he's teaching Grogu. I'm like, ah, Daddy Pedro. I, Daddy Pedro, it. oh my god! Hashtag Daddy Pedro. Daddy Pedro, I'm all for it. We need another yeah, show Daddy now. No, no. Um, I was watching the pod, or I was listening to the podcast talking about the finale. Um, these two, they're both um, African American hosts, and they're talking about, it and they're like, we need Pedro watching over a blackhead. There you go. Daddy Pedro. <laughs> we need a lone wolf and a cub with him. He's already had a white, a white girl. <laughs> he has a baby alien. Now we need him with a blackhead and an Australian outback. I'm like, oh god. I'm like. I'm in. Uh, TV Prestige podcast of The Ringer. If you guys Just need more Pedro. That's all you need. The Midnight, the Midnight Boys. So I was listening to them, and I'm like, I'm down for it. Daddy Pedro and any, like, cub story, I'm like, just sign I'm me in. up. I'm in. But yeah, the pirates straight back, and we get a cool fight scene. Our, with the ship. With the ship. Flying around. That was cool. Another one of predictions came was, true. I told you. Right gonna gonna get the, get the ship I was like, the first episode? There's all the jigs. Boom, 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 boom. Dude, he can't is, predict shit of anything else, but he got the first cool. episode. <laughs> I mean, Razor Crest couldn't do that. They did yeah. some cool scenes, but he couldn't do that. Yeah. I like how they showed it off in the Pirates. who just taken them one by one. The music was so, just so spot on. It's yeah. so classic, but also like techno. I'm like, I love the, just the blend of genres when it the comes to The blend of the music is great. The Mandalorian music, score. The, it hits. Like I said, the score is perfect. And then the we, score is good. we meet our first antagonist of the series, or the you season. You would think, that, yeah, probably. Gorian Shard. Gorian Shard. He looks dope. He looks pretty cool. I'm like, I'm down. I'm I'm down for all whatever this is. I have no idea what he's going to be about, but I'm down. Yeah, I was like, I, I'll allow it. I like it. I um, like where it's going. Got, I like the escape from it too as well. Like he just shows off the ship one more time at mm-hmm. the end, and boom. All right. So then they show up. Uh, just finishing recapping the episode. They go into the Mandalore system, and they go to. Ooh, did I write it down? Uh, wherever Bo-Katan is. But as they're going, he's teaching at Grogu. He's talking about Mandalore. He's talking about how to... He's basically using the dialogue as exposition to explain Mandalore and what Mandalorians need to do and how they need to read maps. Explain what it's like to be like a Mandalorian. So he's trying to teach Grogu how to be a Mandalorian. Which, remember my prediction towards the yeah. end? He's uh, Grogu's going to be like this Jedi... That's Grogu Jedi Mandalorian, man. It's going to happen. With a mech suit, apparently. I don't know about the mech suit at the end of it, but for the beginning, that's the, part that's of the rumor, and that's the storyline. Looks like it's going to be heading that way. He's going to be. He's, he's going to be. Because we see a mech suit in episode two, which we'll talk about soon. The Mandalorian Jedi. All right, so Bo-Katan, she's. I have. I guess she spends her days just sitting in a chair, just feeling sorry for herself now. Yeah, probably pretty much. It's been two years, and it's been a few years. Her she whole tried. Gone. She's just, you. You realize that this is after her fight for Mandalorian and all that, and yeah. after having the dark saber, and then she's like, I, "It doesn't work." This made me feel like she was before episode two. I'm like, is this going to be our antagonist, Bo-Katan? Remember that's what I said. She's going to be the false antagonist. So you're like, bam. And she is in a way like the philosopher, like the she is like the opposite, the foil to Dinjarin in a way. Yep, and we'll we'll talk about it because we definitely get more Bo-Katan into episode two. But uh, yeah, I just like how she she gives up her dreams. She's like, he comes in saying, "I'm ready to join you. I'm ready to re." I'm ready to fight for this. 
I'm ready to fight for Mandalore. He's she's bound like, to duty. And she's like, no, nah, you do it. You have the sword. Wave it around. They'll follow you. And yeah, it, she kind of like almost, like sounds like she gave him a pretty push. She's it like, tees yeah. up him as the leader. Yep. She's like, I tried. It didn't work. And then she talks about how his clan is the reason why like they left first. They left Mandalore first. She left because there was nothing else they could do. The Empire bombed the whole planet. They poisoned the planet. Yep. And she just talks about how the clans are broken up. Uh, the stolen fleet is now mercenaries. They're all gone. It's just her. And that's where we leave. Episode or episode, episode one. one. And it's over. And you're like, oh, right. Where are they going? What's next? Where? <laughs> so my... Then we get to episode two. Oh. oh. You have ratings for this one? I think I gave it like a three plus. I thought... Three plus. I thought it was yeah, for... Yeah, it's a lot of setup. It is. No story. And it's different than they did for the last couple. I mentioned, because we were talking about it, because season one and season two, they kind of just dove into the story right away. They didn't really have a whole lot of exposition. They yeah, really have this a one had a lot of story exposition to get to you caught up to... It's kind of like, it's like almost a necessary three plus, in my opinion, to start this off. Because a agree. lot of people question, where were they going with this? And you kind of got a sense of direction of a few things that were going to right happen. Right away. And we got to get episode two dives deep into the story. Yeah, after jumps right in. So it was like a three plus for me because, yeah, it's a setup. Set up everything. All right, let me let me pull up what I got written down for episode two because we'll get into it. Yeah, episode, episode two. two. Oh, this one. The Minds of Mandalore. When this one ended, I was like, son of a fuck, bitch. What banger. He got me again. All right, first again. off, apologies. The lady... The mechanic lady, her name is Pelimoto. Pelimoto, yep, that's I've, her name. I don't know if they've ever mentioned her name before yeah. this this uh, episode. If they did, I'm sure it'll be corrected at some point. But I don't think they did. I don't think they did I ever. don't know. <laughs> I, but here's the thing. Here's what's really really interesting. Because one, they they called her by her name in this episode, and I like immediately wrote it down. I was like, Pelly. Her name's Pelly. Pelly. I wrote it down in an explanation point. I didn't spell it right. It's uh spelled P E L I. Maybe double L's. Something like that, but still. But on the media page, they also like put her character with her name too, as like a poster. And I think they, if we're right, and they never mentioned her name, and people don't know her name, I feel like this is their way of correcting it. Yes, we could be wrong, but I'm like, maybe we don't know her name for a reason. I still feel bad. Yeah, I still kind of felt bad a little bit, but they definitely announced it a few times. Now, so she so ripped off her customer pretty badly. What's your thoughts on that? That's what I was saying. She ripped off her customer horribly. <laughs> right? Like, hey. With the jaw. That she dated one of them? All of a sudden, the jaw was come back with the exact part she needs and everything. I'm like, she's kind of a snitchy person. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, uh, not her snitchy is the better word. But, like, but it's like, has he done that with Din Jaren? She hasn't really messed around with him. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, she's I don't like, know what I, how I felt about that, but I kind of like. I don't know. Like, what are they trying to tell with the scene? That she's a shady character, can't be trusted, will completely rip up any of her customers? Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to tell with that scene. Or maybe just kind of show her person how she makes her money, how she survives, because she just doesn't have that much work. Mm -hmm. How do you survive in that kind of environment in Tatooine, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Mando Mando comes. They're showing off the ship again. It's purring. Grogu does a flip into Pelimoto. She's like, hey, kind of like a, I haven't yeah, seen you forever. It's been two a years. A babysitter-loving character is yeah. how I feel for Pelimoto. The little flip, though, was like, it was like, oh, he's got moves now. You know, we see it in Book of Boba Fett, for those who haven't seen that one. He, yeah, he's but he's definitely bit. showing off some moves. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's been two years. Um, they talk about the IG part, and they're like, they, 
you know, Jawas can get mostly any part. They laughed him off like it's not around. So it's the kind of that question of, okay, IG-11 again. This is a big storyline. Side quest for IG-11. It's important. And we get a scary key hat droid in replace. Yeah. No, no, you get that, yeah, because he needs a droid to go to Mandalore. And Do you remember like, his name? I don't remember his name. I don't know. Do you think R5? Do you think this droid's going to be important in the future? Or do you think he's going to be kind of like more of a one-off character? Just kind of one more one-off character. There's no way. Yeah, I didn't get the sense. I didn't get a whole lot of personality other than he's scared. Oh, and a scary cat droid, yeah. And didn't want to be sold. My biggest question is, are these droids sentient? Because this whole universe treats droids like they're sentient. They have to be sentient, right? You would think so. Yeah, I'd have to believe so. There's because, no like, who droid. programs a droid to be scared? Yeah, they're sentient for sure. <laughs> Have to be. This whole point of Star Wars, like making sentient droids, gotta be. And then they talk about the holiday. I don't think they ever mentioned the holiday. So like when they go into space, you see a little the fireworks going off. Yeah, that was really cool. I know I saw it in the trailer. I'm like, huh, there's some cool special product or special like effects. And I just thought it was a really cool, unique touch. Yeah, leaving that area, leaving Tatooine to go. But I'm like, what is that? Because it's Mos Eisley. It's such a you know prominent Star Wars location. I'm like, what holiday is that? What are they celebrating? I'm curious. I don't know. Answers on the social media page. Yep. Someone will tell us. All right. So, oh, Calvo. So they go into Mando. Mando's teaching Grogu again, exposition, talking about uh, Mandalore. Calva is in the same system as Mandalore, which is the planet. Told you I written it down and just wrote it in episode two. That's the planet for Bo-Katan. Yep. Um, understanding maps and space, how it's really important. You go into Mandalore, there's this heavy cloud rain. We talked about how beautiful Mandalore used to be. Yeah. And He's never seen it, though. It's all stormy, but he goes in and it's like, oh, it's still pretty cool looking, but it's all full of that like, green crystallization. Green glass, yeah. It looks like Yeah, glass. and it's like, ooh. I'm like, I'm very curious. Like, are they going to get rid of it? Is Mandalore going to be their own new is Mandalore going to be their home? How do they get rid of it? What's going on? I'm curious. Yeah, that's curious too. And then they sent the droid in to, you know, test the air. Is it clean enough to walk on? And, walk in. and then he doesn't show up. Mando, yep. Mando's like, all right, I'll check it out. And gets attacked by Cape Man. We get our action scene. Yep. I forget what the aliens are called. I don't think they ever mentioned it. I don't. They did, did, did Bo-Katan did really quick. Those are blank blank in the cave. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen them before. I haven't seen it. I don't either. recall. I mean, I'm it's kind of another small expedition. A little bit. I don't know if, like... If, he used to live on the outer outskirts of Mandalore. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised so. if, like, they mentioned in the Clone Wars, and I just don't remember it because there's so many, like, just random yeah, creatures gosh, in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, it's not that big of a character anyway. It's kind of like a side character. Yeah, it's something side, to fight. It's an obstacle in their way. It's just some action scene, you know. Mando gets beaten. He eats his ass beat so much. In this show, I like I love how badass he is because he has those moments where he like he kicks ass, especially like the first episode where he's just like I'm gonna shoot down the you know turtle well, alligator. Uh, let me I think back up this scene for a quick second because right. he doesn't really get beaten. What's no. the first weapon he takes out? His blaster, doesn't he? Oh, I guess the blaster. But what's the weapon he, takes, he takes out? He takes the dark saber. Dark he struggles saber. with the dark saber. He's he's still, it's, it's to show him that he's still struggling with the dark saber because as soon as he doesn't use the dark saber again, like his regular knives and stuff, he kicks yeah. her ass. Yep. And so it kind of still shows him like he has the dark saber and this guy. You gotta admit though, he gets his ass beat like three he times. He does. He does. And I, I just love that this show is just like, you know what? He's our main character, but he's not that badass of a character. He has some limitations. Where you see his ass. Yeah, you can see his lot. limitations for sure. 
What you get to oh, when man. he's down in the caves and gets captured by the weird eye-looking character, dude. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's up next. But, yeah, cool stroller ever. Just He's flying around, and the stroller just follows oh, him. Oh, yeah, follows him down, up. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have down. to do anything with it. I'm like, man, I, again, I wrote it down. I'm like, this is like a week apart, I'm too. Silly. I'm like, god damn it, I really want this stroller. It'd be so sweet if it was real. <laughs> yeah, exactly, just follows him around. Is it uh, danger? You just move it out. You of also the way. realize that who's controlling the stroller himself is little dude now. Yeah, he's driving it. He's driving. I it. didn't know that until this episode. Yeah, you know who made that stroller? Krill. Krill did. They didn't make a statue of. What did you think of the bug in the mech suit? Uh the eye. Yeah. What? There's something else that eye man. There has to be. Do you think he's coming back, or do you think he's dead? I think the eye was something else. It had to be right. They wouldn't show the eye at the end, just fading out, and the eye again. There's some. It's someone's eye. I don't think it's someone's eye. I just think it's just like it's just a bug creature. He made me think of uh, oh, what, what's it called? Um, Lord of the Rings made me think of. No, not no, close. I think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The it starts with a K. What? Um, there's like the, there are these interdimensional aliens. They have like their mech suits, and then they're literally just little squids that control the mech suits. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what they're called. Uh, something with a K. I, I was thinking Lord of the Rings. I have Sauron. Stuff like that. I was like, that's kind of cool. Anyways, neat, neat creature. Sucking the blood out of him. I don't know. That was kind of weird what he was trying to do with Krang. the Krang. That's what I was thinking. Krang. The Krangs. The Krangs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was thinking of like, the Krangs a bit. I thought... So, um, did you read any of the reviews? I read some of the IG, IGN reviews. They gave it a five. This episode of five. Out of? Out of ten. Five? Be only because of the lighting. They were complaining about the lighting. But apparently, like, the writer made an edit. They're like, oh, okay, my setup wasn't the greatest for it. Well, there is no lighting. You're in a deep, dark, fast nothingness yeah. that's completely done in I can see where they complain about the cave scene and, like, there's no lighting. Because I feel like the lighting could have been a little bit better. But I'm like, when I watched it on my laptop when I was in the hospital, which this thing doesn't have the greatest lighting. And I still, for the most part, didn't complain about the lighting. I kind of knew what was going on. Yeah, you kind of knew what they were at. Like the situation, I don't know. That's situational, I think, the lightning. But anyway, this bug in the mech suit, he kicked ass. Yeah, he was pretty badass. He, like, he had all these, like, different, like, mech suits that he just, like, jumped into, or, like, his mech suit jumped into another mech suit, and he kicked in Jordan's ass. I thought it was really weird. He took his blood. Yeah, that was weird. Interesting. That's why I said there's something about this character that took his blood instead. Like, another what, antagonist. Why does, a mech, why does a mech need the blood? What's the blood do for him? I don't know. That's why I was confused. That's why I think he's coming back. But I don't he, get, know. he gets captured, and then Grogu has to go on his own side quest. Yep. Which is <laughs> kind of cute, his first ever side quest. And that's where you see him drive the thing, and you're like, oh, he's actually driving the thing. He's driving it, and he's doing it. He's, yeah. he's an actual character now. He's doing character things. He's, yep. And then he's, they go to Bo-Katan, and Bo-Katan... She's kind of pissed. She wanted to be left alone. Yeah. She's a... Uh, she kicks ass. Yeah. Her, her outfit and, like, her... Like her armor and just her overall like setup and the like, she is a badass. She is, and then she goes down, uh, fights the mech suit, and it wasn't an easy fight, but I mean she did a lot well, better than Jinjarn. She pulled, the, she pulled the dark saber and she she knew how to use it, and you saw in that oh, yeah. scene like she knew how to use it. My well, first she's question used when I saw before. that was like, she got it. She took the dark saber. So I actually watched a video on Bo-Katan whether or not she would be a good leader for Mandalore, and I had to get some catch up because she's in a lot. There's a lot of story. That was been told of Bo-Katan between Clone Wars and Rebels. So in Clone Wars, um, she essentially 
joined this like elitist cult, not elitist cult, this um this cult called the Death Watch. And they didn't really have much of a mission, from my understanding. They were just kind of mercenaries. They got power. She wasn't a great character. She was more of a villain to start off with. Yep. And she was essentially the reason why she got her sister killed, who was the leader of Mandalore. Mandalore, at the time, during the Republic, they were they were, they basically became more of a republic. They became more of a civilization. They weren't following this old creed. They weren't following this warrior code. They were becoming new and modern. Yep. But what happened is between with Death Watch and Darth Maul, he comes back. Um, she helps get her killed, and yep. she this whole time the villain for Death Watch was like, "I'm gonna kill your sister," and she was very like, "Yeah, okay." And so it just starts showing out how she's more of a warrior, not really a leader. Yeah. She's more of a warrior character. And in Rebels, she was all about becoming, um, taking the dark saber and becoming this leader. Which, and then Sabine Ren eventually gets and then tries gifting it and then gift it to her. And then it just didn't work out. Yeah. She's definitely a warrior. That's the way I think about it. She's a great, like, uh, knight. She is. So it's a very there's this character's been told a lot. But in the terms of like Mandalorian, she is sort of like the strong female like her Oren character. Yep. But she's not quite that. Especially in this episode cuz she's very pessimistic. She's very like almost antagonist of sorts to me. She's a foil for him. Yep. Which I really I'm really interested in the episode 3. We'll talk about it cuz there's a big Exactly. There is a there is something big happening in this next episode. There is a big payoff. And I'll tell you why after we talk about season or episode two. So, Bo-Katan kicks ass with a Darksaber. Yep. <laughs> that scene just where she like, slides underneath with the shield. and There's not much to talk about here. She just kicks ass. She just saves kicks him. ass. Saves um, him. And then they go into, she takes him to the Mines of Mandalore and they find it. Yeah, they find it. And she starts reading some story about the old Mandalore past. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. You're reading the story like... About the beast and then tame the beast. Which this is when I think of taming the beast, where the the Grogu thing comes into yeah. play too. He's going to be the one that tames that beast again because that would be cool. It would. Anyway, it, it makes would, sense. It would make sense. That gets into season uh, or episode three predictions. But then, so, uh, yeah. Um, the and then she makes one pog soup. I have not had oh, pog yeah. soup. Have you had pog soup? I've had pog soup. I'm surprised you haven't. I'm still not convinced it's a real thing. I'm pretty sure it's a Star Wars thing. That's no, a Star Wars thing. But I do. I do like, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked if you had pog soup. <laughs> yeah, clearly not. And when she's like, "You haven't had pog soup, you're a Mandalorian." <laughs> I don't like that scene because, like, he is—he is a Mandalorian, but he's a foundling. Yeah, he wasn't born a Mandalorian, and they mentioned that he was born on the moon of Mandalore. Yeah, just like Bo-Katan is on the planet or the moon, also. So it's interesting how that works. I'm like, oh, it's a little bit more lore. Yes, yeah, a little more lore toward the Mandalore. So he he goes swimming and then he gets his ass kicked, ass kicked again by the. Uh, you have no idea. No, it's the Mythosaur. Oh, yeah, the Mythosaur. Or that's what we're meant to believe, and boom, it ends. Well, you don't really, not really. He gets he, he gets all of a sudden sucked underwater. You don't yeah. know what it was, and Bo-Katan. Well, Bo-Katan first reads the story, and it's like. The, well, it looks like a mythosaur. And he tames it, yeah, and he tames it, and that's why that became the symbol for the Mandalorian. And then he gets sucked down. She's not a believer in the Creed at all. Yeah. He gets sucked down. She goes to save his life on her way back up. She sees the mythosaur and goes like, oh, fuck. 
This is real. All right, so I have one more. I have one more so, question because cool. I think this is interesting. Mando Bo-Katan romance. That'd be cool. I'd be okay with that. We shipping <laughs> it. Send it. Send it. Shipping it. I mean, I see a little bit. I mean, they're foils to each other. There's. Uh, it, I mean, what the heck? Why not? It sounds like a. a I mean, you need some sort of love story and something. It kind of just adds realism to it. What you'd think. What did is Ginger. Is he ever interested? He's never showed any type of romantic interest to anything. Exactly. Who huh. knows? Maybe it is. It's a good thing to, to think about. Star it. Wars doesn't really dive in deep into like that type of um, relationships, but like it's because we usually follow the Jedi. They're not allowed, except for I guess you know Anakin Padme. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I kind I mean, of forgot about that main you, one. Yeah, but that one. But like overall, they really don't. But yeah, I mean, it would be neat if there's some sort of interest where it still gives like. Bogotan or Karida leadership. I think it'd be interesting if they had some type. It fulfills like, out that kind of role, so she doesn't become a villain. Like a failed lovers quarrel. Like they like yep. they admire each other. There's like a little of that of like flirtation, Admiration. at least yep. for one of the sides, and then it just like you see it play out more interesting. I, I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, it'd, it'd be an interesting love boy play. That's what I was I think getting like that vibe. Not to just ship any character, like any male female character, so we have no idea like. Yeah. About I don't even think Bo-Katan even like had really much of love interest. Maybe with a little bit with the leaders of Death Watch. I don't Not recall. really. Yeah, so maybe it'd be kind of a neat little. T- like it'd be, nice, it'd be nice, like if it's not like the main storyline. Yeah. If it was like a little like side thing, like you see it here and there, I, I'd enjoy. I'd it. allow it. I'd enjoy it. All right, let's get into episode three. What's going to happen? All right, so the longest episode for Mandalorian ever so far has been Chapter 9. Um, not the Gunslinger, what is it called? I forget what the episode's called. It's Chapter 9. It's um, the Marshal, I think. The Season uh, 2 opener. Yep, yep, yep. the Crate Dragon. That was the longest episode ever. Episode 3, Chapter 19, is supposed to be... So the longest episode ever is 51 minutes. This one's supposed to be 56 minutes. Ooh, so there's a lot going on in this episode. Is, yeah, this is like for a Mandalorian episode. Yeah, this, this is, is an, hour long, episode. an hour long. This is a movie. So I'm like, what is this about? I'm curious. Good question. I mean, we're going to go against the... Um, I think we're going to go against... Uh, man, there's so much to think the about. The Mythosaur. They'll be going I don't think they're going to go against the Mythosaur. I think the Mythosaur is going to be there. She's going to like... Is, does Bo Cantan kind of keep it to herself that she saw it? Does I have she no idea anybody? what this episode going to be because I'm like, exactly. I know, there's so I, many questions. Left them such a good cliffhanger. That's what I'm saying. It's, a, it's a, such a good cliffhanger in the sense of like they're going against the Mythosaur, but what's happening after that? Yeah, is it going to be more setup or is it going to be payoff? I don't know if there's enough setup for a payoff yet. I think it's going to be more of a setup. Do you think they're going to get deep into Mandalore history? I think we're going to go more into Mandalore history. Yeah. Maybe we'll get uh, Mandalore history. Why the Creed is the way that it is, and then you're gonna get realize that Bo-Katan might think a little bit differently about her Creed. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Now that she's actually seen that the Mythosaur actually exists, or maybe he goes to the arm. Oh, or he fights the Mythosaur. They tame the Mythosaur. He becomes this legend. He goes back to the armor, shows that hey, like here's the proof. Like here's the Mythosaur, and also here's the fact that I bathe in the waters. I am back. They bring Bo-Katan, and this huge uh, war starts happening. Because he has the dark saber, he is now Mandalorian. Yeah, and so now they talk about reclaiming Mandalore. Could be a whole bunch of stuff that could be set up. I think there'd be a lot for one episode, but I think it's. I mean, fifty-six minutes. 
Yeah, it's a good question. It's a movie. And the pirates show up. Yeah, the pirates show up. I don't know. It might be about him coming. It might be both a little bit more about the mythosaur, and then they go a little more deep in the, the creed. Then they come back. Amanda goes back to the person. Says See, the he show does anyone. such a good job of like keeping leaks for the most part attack. Other than like the IG mech suit, I haven't heard much. Yeah, exactly. Which is good. So yeah. That's what makes me excited. That's what I said. I want to know. I gotta know. Got to know. All right. So this has been our review for episode one and two. Hopefully we can do this on a weekly basis, and we're not just missing. But if we need to, fifty-six we'll minutes. Gonna have to. Bada bing, bada boom. All right. This has been your host, Jake Sherming. Don't evolve me. Mandalorian. And this has been me. Oh, I'm Mario. Always at your side. Don Johnson. Don Johnson. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Yeah. No, it does do something.